Hey folks, it's JK. Welcome to another episode of the Help Me Understand podcast. Short intro here just to say Happy New Year to everyone. This is the first episode of 2022, and it's only fitting that the first episode would have some sort of a snag in it, uh, but we're just going to keep it moving forward. So audio on this particular one, uh, didn't realize that the microphone was not activated. So still feeling pretty, pretty good though about how the audio turned out. So we're going to go ahead and release and uh, just keep it rolling. So thanks again for tuning in to help me understand. We are kicking it off with an episode all about my perspective on new year resolutions and a way to either look at them differently, or maybe this might reinforce a view that you already have. Either way, let's go ahead and get it rolling. All right. Well, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of the Help Me Understand podcast. We are kicking off with our first episode of 2022. And what's definitely front of mind right now is a conversation about resolutions and then really kind of broadening it to more of a conversation around this phrase that uh, came to my mind as I was just thinking about my own goals and strategies and things that I'd like to look forward to this upcoming year. And when I sit back and I reflect on not just the past year, but really sit back and reflect on previous resolutions, goals, whatever it may be, one of the things that really comes to mind is um, a statement that I made to myself and reminded myself that my start date doesn't make me special, but it also doesn't mean that I'm doing something wrong. So I want to start with that. Just that statement that your start date doesn't make you better than anyone else and it doesn't make you any worse than anyone else. So let me give you some background on this. And I'll first start with um, sharing some of the feedback that I got when I asked for uh, people to share with me. So I did this on my Facebook page. I asked open questions. So based on your experience, not what you've observed in others, why have your New Year resolutions failed in the past. So again, the question that I asked was based on your experience. So your individual experience, not what you've observed in others. Why have your new year resolutions failed in the past? And first and foremost, I want to thank folks that responded on that because my original intention was just to just to get an idea of what some of the answers were from those different folks' perspectives. And uh, it actually turned out to be something that really sparked a lot of internal dialogue for myself. But let me share with you some of the responses here, uh, not verbatim, but just overall, the areas that were pretty consistent were feeling like the person had overcommitted, feeling like they were going in too many different directions, so trying to do too many different things, the expectation of a radical change. Uh, someone commented that basically, as soon as a life ended up happening, they weren't able to stick with that particular resolution. Uh, another person along the same lines kind of mentioned that when they weren't seeing any progress, they decided to basically bag the resolution and move on to something else. Uh, somebody else brought up something that I hear really often within the fitness space and uh, really just in general with the all or nothing mindset. So that mindset around, well, if I can't execute this, the, um, the way that's going to get me 
X result. So again, back to that expectation of a particular result happening or seeing a particular amount of progress within a certain amount of time, then I'm done with it. So that all or nothing mentality. And then um, someone else commented around the expectation of perfection. So with, again, thanks to those folks who did respond on that, uh, because I appreciate the, um, the willingness to practice some vulnerability in sharing what your experience was. And I can definitely say that at some point in my life, I have experienced all of these things, but it hasn't been specifically just for New Year resolutions. It's been for a lot of different areas or really just any time uh, that I've tried to set a particular target or a particular goal. When I look back, uh, I've experienced all of these things in some way, shape or form. So again, it goes back to, it brings me back to this, this dialogue that I have with myself around thinking about, okay, what are you going to do differently this time around? And again, I get it that this stuff comes up during the new year, but this is really a conversation I have kind of with myself pretty often when thinking about going back to attack something like, okay, well, what are you going to do differently this time? What's going to make it different this time? And it just loud and clear, this message kept coming through to me. Your start date doesn't make you any better than anyone else. And also it doesn't make you any worse than anyone else. So let's go ahead and dig into that. And I want to talk about that a bit. And I'm going to use my fitness journey as an example. So my fitness journey began back in around 2010. And I call it that the beginning of my fitness journey, because that was for, um, for all intents and purposes, that was pretty much the first time that I can recall uh, purposely stepping into a gym. So it wasn't part of some sort of a class that I was taking, like a, a class that I needed credit for, and you had to get into the gym. Um, it wasn't part of a particular sport that I uh, participated in and had to get in there. It was one of the very first times that I can remember going into a gym on purpose because I voluntarily made the decision to go into the gym. And if I remember correctly, it was around, now I'm thinking, I think it was late 2009, early 2010, if I remember right. Uh, and it was around December. And I I could be wrong on the date, but I think around the first, second week, like right around the 10th of December is what seems to be coming to mind. That could, I could have just made that up, but let's just go with sometime early to mid-December. So I went into the gym and uh, someday, maybe I'll kind of go into a lot more detail on, um, you know, bit by bit what my fitness journey has looked like. But I started around mid, early to mid-December. So I started um, as I was going through that process through December and then going into January and then February. And then right around uh, late March, early April, I, I lost my full-time job that I had at the time. Still had a part-time job, so I had something to kind of see me through as I was working through trying to find uh, replacement for that full-time employment. I made going to the gym even more of a habit that, uh, than I had before. So uh, I created a job for myself of looking for new full-time employment while I was still doing part-time employment and then also scheduled, basically scheduled a date with myself at the gym every single day. So my, um, my consistency, like the habit of going more regularly actually happened um, because it was a specific decision that I made at the time when I knew that I needed to do something to continue to move forward with my goals while I was working on trying to find another full-time job. 
And when I have conversations with prospective new clients and we talk about um, different things, one of the things that sometimes will come up is they'll talk about the fact that, you know, uh, I, I just I know I've tried to start in the past and I've tried to do the whole new year, new me resolution thing and whatnot. And I know those never work. And I remember having a conversation with with someone and they told me that resolutions never work. And the post that I made and the people, the people who responded, it reminded me of that conversation because I asked the person, so when you say resolutions don't work, what do you mean? And a big part of their reply was all of the things that I listed before. So they felt like they expected some sort of a radical change. They, um, they still realized that they had an all or nothing mindset because as soon as, you know, life happened, one or two things went wrong, then instead of sticking with uh, the specific goal that they set of going to the gym five, six, seven times a week, then they just decided, well, if I can't go, if I can't go Tuesday, then I've broken the streak of going, you know, every day for the first 30 days. So I'm just not going to go at all. So they didn't choose to, you know, go for a walk. They didn't choose to do 10 minutes of uh, purposeful movement at home. Like they decided to do nothing. So as we were having this conversation around why resolutions didn't work, what we actually flipped it to was, is it really the resolution that didn't work or was it you that didn't work? And I realized that that may sound harsh to some understand, or at least hear me out that this is a conversation that I have with myself. So when I hear somebody say that resolutions don't work, what I'm actually hearing from my perspective is what you're saying is you didn't do the work to make that particular resolution work, or you don't feel like you had the right strategy and you didn't execute the right strategy, whatever the case may be, to make that particular resolution work. Now, could it be that you set a resolution or a goal that was very unrealistic? Sure, that could be it. But is that the resolution's fault or is it your responsibility to take that as a learning and then go back and think about how you set that particular target. So maybe you learned, all right, you know what? One of the things that I've realized is the more and more that I set resolutions, I set unrealistic um, expectations. So is that the fault of the expectation or is it the responsibility of the person setting the expectation? I choose to default to it's the responsibility of the person setting the expectation. Again, disclaimer, I'm pretty much having a conversation with myself here. So then we go back and we take a look at, okay, what was the thought process as you were setting those particular expectations? Well, I wanted to train five to six, five, six, seven days a week for the first 30 days. I told myself 30 straight days at the gym, hell or high water, I'm going to the gym. Okay. So we know that that didn't happen. Where do you think things started to go off the track when it came to that? Well, one of my kids got sick and I couldn't get to the gym. Okay. Gotcha. So what was your backup plan? Well, I didn't really have a backup plan. Okay. So if you were to set that goal again, what would you do differently? I'd have a backup plan. Cool. What would that backup plan be? Well, I could get in a workout at home. Okay, do you have the right tools to get in a workout at home? Assuming that, let's just make the assumption this is someone who is specifically focused on weight training. Well, no, I don't have weights at home. Okay, so are you setting yourself up for success by having your backup plan be based on something that you don't currently have? No. Okay, so again, breaking it down even more, 
Originally, the goal was get to the gym X number of days per week and do that for 30 days straight. Okay, that that we realize is not not necessarily going to happen or it could possibly not happen. So what would our backup plan be? Well, my backup plan would be to work out with weights at home. Okay, we do understand that as of right now, you don't have weights. So how would you make that happen? Well, weights are really hard to get a hold of. Um, I don't have the budget for it. So we could either at that point say, well, you know what? That's a great excuse for us not to do it. Or we could start looking at the base intention. Okay. So the base intention is ideally, this is someone who wants to become more fit or what they consider to be more fit in their eyes. And when we have this conversation, we break down, break down, break down. And what it comes down to is we're looking to get intentional movement in every day for about 30 days. And then let's go back and reflect. So by the end of this conversation, something that we can come up with is move your body for a minimum of 10 minutes every day for 30 days in some way, shape or form, have a list of different ways that you can move your body for 10 minutes. So whether it is going for a walk outside, whether it's walking up and down your stairs, whether it's doing, uh, now I'm kind of getting into some of the CrossFit conversation, but an AMRAP, as many reps as possible for 10 minutes of five pushups, five sit-ups, five air squats, and you jog in place for 30 seconds, whatever it may be, um, is there a way that you can do that and set that as your, your initial strategy, whatever it may be? Well, sure, I can definitely do that. Okay, cool. So now we've just taken uh, something that you said originally, well, I don't set resolutions, I don't set goals, whatever it may be, because they never work. And we took that particular mindset and we flipped it with, okay, it's, it may just be the way that I'm setting that particular strategy. So it's, it goes back to thinking about also the start date has nothing to do with it. So this person that I have the conversation with, whether they started January 1st, because that's what works for them. And that's what gives them that initial kind of uh, spark that they need, then cool. Whether it was me who started sometime around like December 10th and then decided to fully, like really fully commit to something around March or April of the next year because I had experienced a life event, then cool, that works. The magic is not in the number. So there's not a magic number here. January 1st is no better or worse than any other date. It's all about the effort and the intention that the individual puts in. And that's really the thing that just kept ringing in my head as I was thinking about and observing a lot of the conversation and content that I've consumed around New Year resolutions. So I'm certainly not here to say that New Year resolutions are right or wrong or whatever they may be. As always with this podcast, I'm here to present a perspective on what I think when I hear people talk about the fact that New Year resolutions don't work. So Often, if I'm in a conversation that I want to be a part of about New Year resolutions and somebody is very adamant with, well, you shouldn't set New Year resolutions because they're not going to work, like they're talking to someone else, or maybe they're stating, I don't set resolutions because they don't work, then I want to take a beat and just say, you know what, help me understand where you're coming from with that. And more often than not, in the limited interactions that I've had, it comes down to uh, something that was happening either with the plan 
or the execution. And then we work towards an understanding perhaps of a different perspective with is, would there be a way to make that work? So that's just what I wanted to share with you today was just really this thought process around the fact that the power is not in the number. The power is not in a specific date. The date that you start, it's just your start date. It doesn't make you any better than anyone. It also doesn't make you any worse than anyone. It's just a particular date. So whatever you decide to do, my hope for you is just that you do it on purpose and that you do it with intention. Okay, with that being said, I want to finish out with um, some content recommendations. I don't know if I did this on the last podcast, so I want to share uh, a few content recommendations. I've got three podcast episodes that I want to recommend for you, and then I've got one recommended follow. So the first podcast that I want to recommend to you is called Varied, Not Random, and uh, the hosts of this podcast are uh, Adrian, I believe it's Bosman and, uh, Pat Sherwood. They're both pretty big in the CrossFit community. And they recently put out an episode. Uh, it was episode 37 and it's all about scaling workouts. So this is definitely for the fitness heads in the crowd. And they gave some great actionable tips. I, I agree. This is very rare for me to say, for me to say, I agree with absolutely every point that they made when they went through basically a, um, a checklist of what to go through when you're working to scale workouts. And um, again, it's very rare that I will agree with everything that someone has put on a list. And again, I can wholeheartedly say, I think this episode, again, it's a podcast called Varied, Not Random, and it's episode 37. I'm going to save this podcast because it's one that I align with uh, extremely closely, this particular episode at least, on how to properly scale workouts and really thinking not only from the execution of it physically, but also the, the execution of it mentally. Because there's a lot, um, in my experience, there's a lot that goes into the psychology of scaling your workouts along with the thought process of, well, is this still gonna be effective for me if I have to scale it? And um, I could not agree more with the points that they made. Second recommendation I have for you is a podcast called Mind Over Macros from my friend. Like I can actually call him my friend because we are friends. I realize there's some people who throw out like, yeah, my friend so-and-so. No, Mike and I are actually friends. So for Mike Milner, uh, the podcast Mind Over Macros, he recently put out an episode called Fasting for Your Neurotype. And to keep it pretty simple, he talks about uh, a approach to understanding fasting from a neurological standpoint. So basically taking in your, um, your personality and thinking about it, not just again, from a physiological standpoint, um, as I mentioned with the previous episode, so not just from a physiological standpoint, cause that's a lot of what you'll hear from, uh, most others in the industry. They'll put out, here's why I do or don't agree with fasting. And we're talking things like intermittent fasting. Uh, they talk about it from a physiological standpoint. He also deep dives into thinking about it from a neurological standpoint. So um, this is one that I definitely recommend, especially during this time of year when a lot of folks are considering different nutrition and diet strategies. That episode of Mind Over Macros called Fasting for Your Neurotype is a must listen. The last podcast episode that I'm going to recommend, it's a podcast called Lie, Cheat, and Steal. And uh, I, I had never heard of this podcast before. 
and came across it because some weeks ago, maybe about a month or so ago, there was a little mini controversy that erupted after a a high school football team and the name of the school, and I'm going to use school in air quotes, uh, was called Bishop Sycamore. And they played a televised football game on ESPN. And uh, they basically just got stomped, like just torn apart in this football game. And um, after doing some investigation, it basically came out publicly that I'm going to kind of paraphrase. It was basically kind of a fake school. So uh, people became suspicious because they were going up against uh, an opponent that was considered pretty high level. And Bishop Sycamore was supposed to be pretty high level also, but they just got torn apart on national television. So what happened is people started doing some research and realizing that this was basically a fake school uh, that didn't really have any credibility. They were making up um, making up a lot of different things basically to get these players on the field and get these uh, get these national televised games. It was it's, I found it really interesting. So the podcast is itself is called Lie, Cheat and Steal. And the episode is just called Bishop Sycamore High School Football. So check that out. And then last but certainly not least, I've got a recommended follow for you. And it's going to be someone who was previously on the podcast last year. And uh, we're looking to get him on the podcast again this year. And it's Jay Skibbins. So this is a follow on Instagram for you. Jay, J-A-Y, Skibbins, S-K-I-B-B-E-N-S. And the reason that I'm going to recommend him as a follow is not only because he's someone that I know personally and because he's coming back on the podcast again, uh, more because he is uh, doing some really great things in the parent coaching space and specifically in the single parent coaching space. So if you're looking for a recommended follow uh, and you're a single parent who would like some tips and different things like that around um, ways to not only work with your kids, but also to work with your co-parent, Um, I think he is doing some really great things um, in the space, and I want to just recommend him as a follow. Again, it's Jay Skibbins on Instagram. It's J-A-Y-S-K-I-B-B-E-N-S. He's having uh, some really tough conversations and really putting out some really solid content around things that it looks like folks can really relate to. So I wanted to just pass that on just because I know him to be someone who's very passionate about the work that he does. All right, that is going to go ahead and finish out our first episode of 2022. If you've taken the time to listen all the way through this, I want to say thank you. And if you could do me a favor, please, if you're uh, listening to this on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review. Always appreciate that. If you're listening to this on Spotify, there's now a new feature where you can leave a rating. I would love for you to take just a quick minute and uh, leave a rating on Spotify. From what I can tell, I don't think you can actually leave a review yet. So if you could just leave a rating, that would be fantastic. And then last step would be if you feel like this episode could be effective for someone that you know, please send them the link to it, screenshot it, post it on your Instagram stories, tag me. I'm on Instagram as coach JK underscore the muscle feed. Again, uh, best way to connect with me is on Instagram at coach JK underscore the muscle feed. So thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.